Well, folks, welcome to one more edition of Politics and Random. Berto Will is your host. Thank you so kindly for being a part of the show. We're going to have a great show for you today. We're going to talk about the election, of course, because it still goes on. Are we going to win the House? Are we going to win the Senate? Are we going to win them both? Are we going to lose them both? Are we going to exchange one for the other? Who knows? Who knows? Who knows? Doesn't matter because you know where it counts as well. You know, we always look at the Senate. We always look at the House, etc., etc., etc. But here's the deal, folks. The place that this race was really won is at the state levels, man. And it's something we've been talking about for a long time. You don't only concentrate on the senators. You don't, I mean, the national senators. You don't only concentrate on the House of Representatives. You no longer only concentrate on every, on, on those are particular races. You have to do the full thing. Anyhow, Bridge MCP, where are all my peeps? Where is everybody? I know you're probably election fatigued. But come on, we are the PDR posse. We stay engaged. Bridge is in the house. How you doing, Bridge? How you doing, Bridge? And of course, AVQ, he says, Michael Rudden says, just got home. Congressional House and Senate full election outcomes are still yet undetermined, probably Monday. So are we really going to have two houses divided in Congress as Republicans continue their pattern to obstruct everything and use your culture war nonsense to aggravate their base while Democrats are able to do nothing substantive about the tangible issues that still the nation? They're going to have to follow the if Democrats can't use government for the people benefit, 2024 is going to be a struggle. Uh, we're going to have to do things that... um that Obama did when he lost Congress, right? A lot of executive orders and turned the executive orders into law when we win back the House and the Senate. That's what's going to have to be done, you know? I mean, uh, again, we, we can't solve all the problems that we created from lousy campaigning, not lousy campaigning, but uh, intentional campaigning to cripple progressives, and by that, I'm talking about irresponsible campaigning by Democrats to cripple progressives. I didn't mean anybody else. All right. The Guardian UK says big agriculture warrants farming must change or risk destroying the planet. Report sponsored by some of the largest food and farming businesses finds uh, a pace of shift to sustainable practices too slow. The report is signed by Bayer, Mars, McCain Food, McDonald's, ben, uh, Mondelez, Olam, PepsiCo, Waitrose and others. They represent a potential. Uh, a, they represent a potent political and corporate force affecting the food supply chain around the world. They are also, according to critics, some of those most responsible for climate mismanagement. With one calling the report "smoke and mirrors," and unlikely to address the real signatures, uh, the real crisis. Food production is responsible for a third of all planet uh, heating gases emitted by human activity, and a number of the signatories have been. Accused of environmental misdeeds and greenwashing activists, Greta Thunberg is boycotting COP this year, having called the Global Summit a PR stunt, which I agree, for leaders and people in the public to get attention agriculture to the world's largest industry. Pastures and cropland occupy around 50% of the planet's habitable uh, land and uses about 7% of fresh water supplies. The, crisis, the climate crisis is challenging the industry across the world. But the group's call for change comes as the industry uh, employs one uh, industry which employs one billion people is facing supply chain issues in the wake of coronavirus pandemic and soaring inflation. It also comes amid 
mountain skepticism about promises to change from corporations. So yes, 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 yes. Get it. We get it. We get it. Second one, Eric Hayes. What happened to great sportsmanship? Lena was classless in her speech mentioning Mattress Mac and has had continuous to do, uh, uh, do more for local humanity than anyone, including Hidalgo. Just a classless move, and guess we should expect that, though. Sweet victory. Lena Hidalgo shades Mattress Mac. She didn't do it hard enough. I would have done it worse because Mattress Mac, along with uh, uh, the previous, what's his name? Wait, I, in fact, I wrote a tweet this morning because I was so upset of some of the characterization of, of Lena Hidalgo in the way she spoke about Mattress Mac. But I'm sorry. She has all the right when Mattress Mac goes out there and misrepresents her record. When one misrepresents your record, you deserve everything that you get, my friend. And the truth of the matter is Mattress Mac made a horrendous mistake. He should have never endorsed uh, Alexandria Miller, who has been collecting millions of dollars from developers and others, which means she's a bought slave of those folks. What I wrote this morning was business. This is what I wrote. Business people and former journalists have a right to their political beliefs. I am expressive with mine as well. But Mattress, but watching Mattress Mac and Dave Ward misrepresent Harris County on crime as they attack Lena Hidalgo make them both political hacks. That's what I wrote. They are both political hacks now. Whereas I had, I had a lot of good feelings for Mattress Mac. I no longer have the feeling for Mattress Mac because I, even the good that he does when the floods occur, I see it as no more than a political and PR stunt. And the reason I say that is based on his support for Mueller, knowing that the data he was using was incorrect. Knowing he's not a dumb person. He knows that the judges had no control. He knows that both Republican, that murders have occurred. Those, pe- those 200 people who committed murders over the years, guess what? It's both Republican and Democratic judges that lay out, lay, uh, that, that put these people got out on bail because the attorney, the district attorney, didn't do their job to no bond these particular people. So the judges' hands were tied. If these judges, if the district attorney went ahead and put on the caseload that this person should be no bond and proved that that person should be no bonded, then it wouldn't have occurred. So our resident uh, sales celebrity Mattress Mac has lost all the goodwill I ever had for him because of his support. I, I knew he supported some characters, but it never had the impact that you saw him trying to buy an election like he did for this one. So good riddance. And I love, I should find uh, Hidalgo's speech because I, I, I love why I, she didn't only hit up Republicans, she hit up Democrats because again, this city is not just a, a Democratic city. It's a Republican and Democrats. And we have both establishment Republicans and establishment Democrats that do nothing but rip off our tax dollars in Harris County. And they all work together. Just watch them working together. And the attack that came by Kim Og and on, on, um, on Linda Hidalgo was completely unjustified. In fact, she lied on Hidalgo. Eric Hayes, I told you that Hidalgo would win. And I also told you that 
Kim Ong would pay a price for falsely accusing Hidalgo. Watch both of them come through. There's no doubt about it. You need to get out, get out of your emotions and start looking at the facts. Jack, brother, Jack, look at the facts. All right, let's continue. Uh, Mr. Attorney General, it's too late to appoint a special counsel by Lawrence Tribe. Yep. Uh, Eric Hayes says, great article, climate, uh, climate, let's see, what is that? All right, uh, Eric Hayes, great article, climate and energy includes natural gas, carbon capture, nuclear, etc. cetera, uh, whether you, you accept it or not. No, it's wrong. Uh, carbon capture is not a real thing, okay? You can actually, you, 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 burn, you burn the gas, you burn fossil fuel, it emits ca- carbon, but it also emits nitrates and other, other substances, right? And you want to go ahead and store that where? Let me see. You're going to store all this carbon, you're going to reclaim it and store it into porous rock, which leaks over time, right? Sell me a river. Or whatever the phrase is. No, we need to go to 100% green energy. And it is possible to go 100% green energy. Yes, we will use uh, natural gas as a, as a transition uh, fuel as we, we move on. But we have to go 100% green. That'll give us a few more thousand years of cleaning back up this environment that the capitalists destroyed. All right, let's see. Uh, E2247 says, engaging more with the other side can actually make us more partisan, not less. Um, I don't know about that, but I'll read the article, E2247. I love engaging all sides. James Lewis' expertise in his history of democracy research at John Hopkins Advanced International Studies. Uh, showing people with highly partisan views more content from across the political spectrum doesn't make them less radical. That's not, again, I don't, that's not what I preach, though. I, I think I preach that you cannot reach somebody by just giving them the data. You can't do that. You have to first uh, like, get them to like you. You have to earn your respect, and then they will listen to you in a different modal. But just going ahead and saying, here are the facts. You're wrong. That never, ever, ever, ever works. I wish it did because for engineers, for real engineers, that work because we only base our, uh, the things that we do on fact. But not everybody, not all engineers have an engineer in mind and not all engineers actually behave accordingly. Michael Rudnan says, Natural Gas Intel looks like an unknown PR firm for fossil fuel corporations. Every case, this is where you're getting your, it, it's funny, right? Um, these, these guys all have organizations that write. In fact, I have a friend, his job is to write stories for corporations who need to get themselves a positive view on the internet. That's his job. Don't you, too many of you are snowed by this stuff, Eric. Hey, stop it. Stop it. All right, Bridge MCP said, again, Egberto Willis, please check why there is no notification for the show. You know, unfortunately, I don't have control over that. That is all YouTube and, and Facebook. My hunch is, is that they're trying to trickle us down. They're trying to trickle us down. But what can we say? All right, we're going to continue. Uh, let, let's see here. Hold on. All right, good, 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 good. Let, let's continue. Let's continue this here. Uh, bad mouth after the fact. After the fact, wow. Eric Hayes, Herschel Walker is grossly unfit for office. Of course he is. I'm amazed so many conservatives don't see who and what they are. And that is what we were talking about earlier, Rednin. 
uh, conservatives don't, you know, the difference between conservatives and progressives, we will destroy our own who make a mistake, right? And to some extent, we do it more so than necessary. But in the case of conservatives, they double down. I mean, Herschel Walker is a is pessimo. What's that in English? Es una persona pessima. Um, he is a uh, he is a lousy, poor dad, poor person, uh, a scourge of the earth in the way he sp- talks about women, in the way he treated women. It's amazing the way that uh, this what this guy really represents. But again. Again, they don't care. These are the same guys who elected Donald Trump. He, Walker is just a tad bit better than Donald Trump. And we know Donald Trump is a rapist. Donald Trump is a, a misogynist. And all of that put in one barrel can define Donald Trump. But they elected him. And the majority of Republicans would still pull the trigger for him again. That says more not about Donald Trump. It tells you more about those who would pull the trigger for Donald Trump or Herschel Walker. It talks about their character. It talks about their character when you had a, have a learned, honest person, a former preacher, and I'm not even religious, but a preacher that does good for people and this guy that is nothing more than a, an abuser and somehow he gets your vote. It speaks more about you than it does about him. All right, uh, Maywood says good afternoon. Hello, Maywood. Welcome aboard. Uh, let's see, Michael Rodin said we still talk about bonds. Bail bonds is a broken system that punishes the poor and is a tragedy on the Eighth Amendment's protection against reasonable uh, unreasonable bail. As it as it comes to release on remand, money shouldn't be a factor. Only two questions should be asked: Is the defendant a threat to their community as they fly? Are they a flight risk? And that's absolutely true. It shouldn't be dependent on money. What they say is, well, money makes you make somebody want to hold on to you. Yep, May spoke of you yesterday, said you had doc appointments. You were missed. Yes, you were missed. May Wood says, uh, well, that's an answer. Eric says, Hidalgo has three indicted and she is on the try uh, and she is on that try slipping 11 million COVID programs to Democratic operative. Keep dreaming. Keep dreaming. The indictment were political. And that's why she called it out yesterday. She said that the highest office in this, in this city should have known better. And for her to make a political move, which is exactly what she attempted to do, create a political move with the intent that Mueller was going to get into office and then flood the district attorney with money uh, to go ahead and just arrest, 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 arrest. You, you don't get the game, do you? You have to understand politics, brother. Stick with politics done right. All right, let's see. Nanette Birdsmith says, see, cry me a river. I love you, girl. Uh, Michael Runyon says, carbon capture isn't scalable. It's an excuse for those who support fossil fuel. Yeah, it is. You know, I mean, it, people, I mean, this carbon sequestration and who maintains the places that you stuff it, right? All right, Lee Grant, Egberto, Jim McIngale is warmly regarded throughout the Houston area. Yes, he is by me as, as well. Till now, but he's not good enough for you because of a political statement. True, yes. Let me explain, Lee Grant. Let me explain. If somebody does very good things all the time, 
Um, uh, let me explain it to you easily. And then I find out that behind folks back or even in front of folks back, they start murdering people. I'm going to the extreme here. As much in as much as I had fond, fond feelings for you, I respected you. Immediately it goes away. I, I respected McInvale when he supported many Republicans before because he has many times before. And I still always tell, you know, I've always told my wife, you know, I like McIngale, you know, even though he's a Republican that supports X, Y, and Z, still love the guy because the guy opened up his store during the flood and all of that. And he always tries to do good. But you have to remember something, folks. All good doers aren't good. Let me give an example. A lot of dentists out there are doing work on people and they're claiming it is good, but at the back end, they're billing Medicaid, right? Are they good or they found a new source of income? In the case of a lot of companies doing good, it's for something known as goodwill. Ah, I'll, get, I'll, I'll advertise that I'm doing good. You know, let me tell you the best way to understand a good doer, good doers, okay? Good doers are the ones that are found, not are not the ones that make themselves found. In other words, I started thinking back as I was changing my opinion on McInvale as I kept on seeing those ads that were lying in their attacks on Lina Hidalgo. I kept on watching these ads and, and my feelings kept on souring for McInvale. And then I said, wait a minute. Every time this guy does something, it's on TV, and folks get a chance to see it. You want to, you want, you want to impress me? Do a lot of good deeds and tell nobody about it. I'm going to do a, a back padding on myself just to give an example. Uh, when I was just up into Willie's computer software company, and we had you know excesses and all that kind of stuff and made, made a bunch of money here and there, right? Uh, I would all, I would give things, and under the under the to, uh, under the, the the thing that folks don't say that you got this from me, or I would go ahead and do things anonymously. And there are times also that I would just do it. It wouldn't be money; it would just be work. And then I remember once somebody I I, I, I kind of got caught doing it, and somebody like. You're the one who did that? You're the one who did that? You, Well, you know. Because, again, it was there to fulfill a need and not to fulfill an ego. Okay? It was to fulfill a need and not an ego. And I tell you what was so amazing to me. When Ashley went down in, um, in D.C., and, and this is dear to my heart. That's why I'm saying this and using it in the same context with McInvale. When Ashley went down in D.C. and I had to make that abrupt move and, and live out there for nine months. I cannot explain to you the love and the amount of everybody jumped in. Friends, acquaintances, PDR Posse. Everybody jumped in. In the most, in the time that I had the worst time of my life. 
And, you know, my wife and I were sitting down in Ashley's shoebox. That's what we call her apartment. I was saying like, God, we really have people, man. We really have people. And we just started articulating and, and so forth. And we would get letters from folks that, you remember when you did X, Y, Z? You remember when you did X, Y? You remember when that happened? Now it's our turn. And we just, it, it just kept on happening and happening and happening. And when my daughter came to where she finally, her cognition and everything came back. And I used it as a teaching moment to her. And I said, this is why you must always, always look out for others. This is why you must always, always be there for folk. And this is why you must always not judge others. And I'm not talking about political now, folks. I'm just talking about in humanity, in life. Because like I said, man, uh, I, I don't know between the, the love, the support, the love and support. I'm just talking about folks to talk to. Folks that built up our studio there so that we could continue doing our work. Folks that were helpful. And that's what I'm talking about, Lee Grant. There are two ways to help. One, as a PR stunt, which actually, it's not helping the others as much as it's helping you, but to just do it out of, and you forget about it. That's the thing about it. You forget about it. And, uh, you know, folks would, have, would send us letters and say, you remember when? And we were like, oh, wow, we didn't even remember that. And when it comes to McInvale, the fact that he could give that amount of money to a candidate, a, a candidate that was supported by developers and all these other kinds of folk, that $600,000 that his family gave, would have been much better served at a center in, in the third ward, at a center in somewhere that could go ahead and teach kids, supplement kids. Every dollar that went to Miller could have done a much better job for society. Please don't tell me about he's done a lot of good because he's done a lot of good and, and got paid for doing that, all that good. In fact, even the good about if the Astros win, everybody got their mattress paid for that they bought up to $3,000. Even that bet he made, he made a killing on $75 million bet. And only some of that are going to be going back to the people. So please, don't tell me that, Brother Grant. Love you, man, but you're absolutely wrong on that one, sir. All right, um... Let's see what else we got here. Egberto Willis, well, if they, are trick, if they are trickling us down, the last two days this has happened to look how many people are not here. Uh, yeah, actually, if, if you take a look, I, I think that's what's happening right now. I think we're getting trickled down. But, uh, you know, I got a message from Facebook that says, it, it told us at the start of the political, near the voting time, that we were going to not be able to put up certain ads and all that kind of stuff. But also came with that, I noticed that we had a trickle down of people watching, etc. 
but you know we're on several platforms so while it's on while it's down on 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 these other two god knows what else is doing elsewhere but anyhow continuing team sports mindset is politics might drive this country to urine so i mean ruin some people can't look at the issues that matter to them and vote accordingly and that's true but like I was talking to uh, our folks in during the, the during the um, our coverage at KPFT, we have to get people to like us. You got to get people to like us. You know, it's like Lee Grant. Lee Grant is way on the other side of us, right? And he came and he joined us and he became a part. He's a part. Well, he not he became. He's a part of our community. And I can guarantee everybody in here, uh, as progressive as we are, we enjoy the conversation, enjoy the, the communication, right? And I know, I know that I have to make the case to those who have been schooled otherwise, right? I am willing to do that. Too many progressives, however, they just want to lay out the numbers and say, this is it and call it a day. And then I can tell you a lot of things that you can do with numbers. You can, also, you can also create numbers and create arguments behind the numbers that allow folks to think otherwise. So let's, let's, let's go ahead, folks, and uh, for all my progressives who can, keep everybody engaged. All right, Michael, uh, let's see. Eric says, Warnock, isn't he a landlord over poor areas? He doesn't upgrade and hasn't he treated his wife badly? Um. Well, she's not saying that. Right now, she's supporting him, right? And, uh, you know, like every marriage, you have issues in marriages, right? And as far as being a slumlord, I don't think he's a slumlord. If he were a slumlord, I guarantee you, it wouldn't only be on right-wing media. It would be on every other media. If you can show me factual-based information that says the guy's a slumlord, I'll be happy to put it out there. Nanette Birdsmith says, I've heard a news anchor explain that they know that Walker isn't intelligent, but they believe he will be, he'll vote as, as told. Yes, that's what they believe. He'll be, he'll, he'll be a vote for them as they tell him to do. In other words, an, a prototypical slave. Uh, Eric Hayes says, Jim Mack is a pillar of the community. Really? Uh, you know, the mob boss, I guess, could be a pillar of a community too, right? No, I'm sorry. You, when, when you lie to your community about uh, crime, when you lie about your community about what a particular candidate has done, you have lost it. Uh, Jim advertised with his results, giving millions to poor people, period. Right, he advertises. You just, you just said it. Hey, look at all the millions I give to people. You know what kind of tax breaks I get for that? You're an accountant. You should understand that. As an accountant, you know that giving money to a lot of poor people, using tax breaks and credits, you can actually break even, but it turns out that it's also, also an advertising cost that you can actually accrue and earn that, end out making more money. That's a great thing with capitalism and how it's in, in its incestuous relationship with our tax base, right? Hey, I do my own taxes, folks. I know all the tricks. All right. Bridge MCP says, Dolly Parton is a good door. I love, I, I'm glad that you said Dolly Parton, uh, Bridge, because Dolly Parton gives so much and you rarely ever hear about it. Dolly Parton is probably a bigger giver than, than Mattress Max, but you never really know because you know how she does it? She does it quietly, quietly. And you know how we find out about it? 
people go do research. Like when Oprah goes and interview her, Oprah go and does a deep dig and says, I want to hear all of this stuff about her, right? And, and she may put out a message on the internet and somebody will come out and say, well, you know, Dolly Parton did X, Y, Z. Thank you for bringing that up, Breeze, because I really wanted to show the, dis- the, dis- the difference between a, a, a Mattress Mac and a Dolly Parton. Okay, corporations doing good for public relation purposes. If their actions are sufficiently positive on the wide scale, they might be worth supporting. I agree. Even if their underlying motives are profit-based, it's a point of contention between me and those on the left who think capitalism is always in the wrong. Capitalism is not always in the wrong. I believe in that bifurcated economy. You have the part of the economy that belongs in a capitalist domain, and you have the part of the economy that belongs in the public sector, the commons. Uh, energy, healthcare, uh, certain levels of, uh, of uh, alimentation, it belongs in the public sector. All the others can be uh, can go ahead and go into the private sector if they want to. Things like child care, all that kind of stuff. I think that should be bifurcated. If you want just basic child care, we can have sub- subsidize that. But I don't want subsidies for child care going to private sector companies because we don't need them to be dependent on the corp on the government. They should be self standing. Bridge MCP says a timeline of Dolly Parton's good deeds. As the coronavirus began to spread worldwide in 2020, the icon donated $1 million to disease research. I remember that at Vanderbilt University, which helped fund Moderna COVID-19 vaccine. Data released this week shows that Moderna's vaccine is 94.5% effective against coronavirus, making it the second vaccine with a high success rate. But her coronavirus efforts are hardly the first time Parton has used her success for good. Besides her support for the block, uh, for black and LV communities, plus generous donations to the Barbara Davis Center of Childhood Diabetes, Save the Music Foundation, the Boot Campaign, and more. See below of a timeline, a country star's biggest philanthropic effort. Thank you very much for that. Lee Grant says, what did McInvale say that was beyond the pale? He actually started to talk about the crime rate, not, not murders, the crime rate in Harris County, and he used his persona to make believe that the that that somehow uh, the crime rate was the the fault of the 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 county judge. The county judge does not control that, while the county judge funds it. He made it believe that it was that the funding was disregarded, just like like she when she attacked Kimog. Kimog said, "Why don't you stop defunding the uh, defunding?" and Kimog knew quite well that the funding for the police actually went up, not down. She knew that. But she used the word defunding as a political stunt against Lina Hidalgo. You don't do that, especially, especially on, on, on the left side. We are not supposed to lie. Lee Grant, what did my... I answered that. Let's see what else we got. Uh, parvet, 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 parvet. All right. G, uh, Joe Vicente. How are you doing, Joe Vicente? Says, many journalists I consider weather girls. Selected not because they're journalists, meteorologically, they, to know they display no such expertise. They pick because they know 
how to read the copy they are handed to from on high. Exactly. It does seem like the most important weather stations are the one most used in reporting political weather in uh, Democratic Party one and culturally and otherwise all the weather seems to come from the left. Now big corporations acquire news agencies like rich and old guys acquire trophy wives. She loves him. It's the news you can trust. Corporations try to get rid of that gets in the way of profits. Corporations being international treasonous by default to nations. Thus you saw one president get treated to the Rhodesia Inquisition his whole term while the other is invited to ice cream shop. You can't blame the weather girl journalists. Diamonds are a girl's best friend. This phenomenon extends to celebrities. You have heard uh, of casting couch. Well, with celebrities, uh, you have a thing casting commentary. If they don't say what you expect to them get the job or lose it, since they work corporations or international nature. All right, I, I, I get it, I get it. Okay, but you also says, sadly, many reporters, celebrities are like Twitter employees that even without corporate compulsion, they infect their journalism and art with the leftist bias. I figured that's where you're going. If you think corporations have, a, if you think media has a leftist bias, my friend, you haven't been watching the news for a very long time. Uh, we, those of us on the left, actually think that corporations or actually run our news channels. And the reason why Americans are so ill-informed is because it is slanted to the right. Uh, I ask you to continue listening to us and tell us something that we've actually said that is inaccurate. All right. Glee Grant says, progressives sure are judgmental. No, we're not. We're just fact-based. Eric Hayes says he gave 448000 not six hundred k and it is his choice to be hard on crime. He gave 600000 he and his wife together. $600,000. Thank you. Uh, let's see what else we got here. Uh, Eric Hayes says, your KPFT program is good. I will say that, Egberto. Thank you so kindly. I do appreciate that, sir. Uh, let's see what else we have. Statistics don't change people's minds. A good story that uses those statistics to have a strong factual basis, that can change people's minds. Who said that? Rudnan, you're absolutely right. Bridge MCP says, is this the Egberto Willis Eric show? No, it's not. But, you know, Eric keeps typing up, typing up. So if anybody else want affirmation, go ahead and put it in there. All right. Let's see what else we got. Uh, Michael Rennie says, Eric Hayes, the law isn't always good. Such is the difference between legal ethics and morality. I'm sure you can think up a bunch of examples, but I'll just say that at one point in history, slavery was legal. Segregation was legal. Very good point. All right, uh, Daniel Ledo says Beto has spent $174 million on fair, four failed campaigns. That money could have been better spent in the third ward. Beto's ego is killing people. Actually, you know what, Rudnin? That's a good comeback. Unfortunately, for that comeback, my contention was that this guy was putting his money on somebody that was lying. But, you're, but the comeback is good, Ledo. And by the way, Ledo, it seems like you're going to have to wait a bit longer for my tribunal. Because it seems like in, this, in, this, in, the, in the militia capital of the world, Michigan, the state house, the, the house, the, the state house, the Senate, all national, all state offices were all won by the good guys. So I guess the tribunal going to have to wait. And that ha occurred in Minnesota as well. All right. All throughout this country, you know, there was a blue wave. It just wasn't in the House and the Senate. 
it was in the, uh, the state level, which to which I said, that's even better setup for 2024. I hope you guys realize that, man. The, the, it was a blue wave, but the wave just wasn't the House and the Senate. It was in the states. The only good state that we had was Florida, and even Texas did pretty darn good. So, you know, I mean, in, in the places where we have the conglomerate of people, just like here in Harris County, we swept mostly everything but five judges, right? The good guys won. I'm, I just kind of want to get you by saying the good guys won. All right. Tom C. says, a house divided cannot stand unless you turn it into a duplex. <laughs> The American people apparently, again, decided that the government that works best is one that works least. GOP plus Dems equals stagnation. I expect nothing to get accomplished other than than executive orders. So that's what I expect out of the rest of the Biden administration. Executive orders, executive orders, executive orders. Uh, Eric Hayes says, Rudnan Warren Buffett has now given $48 billions to charity. Uh, okay, no, let's say Warren Buffett has allowed, has moved $48 billion of people's money to charity. I, I need to change your mentality. I love Warren Buffett, and, I, and believe me, deep inside, he's giving away that money because he knows it was never his. He had control over it because of, a, because of a, 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 an archaic economic system. But Warren Buffett didn't do the kind of work necessary to make $48 billion. He used our capitalist system where the persons who do the least work get the most gain. So, yes, he gave away money that he really didn't earn. I like the guy, but he's given away money he didn't earn. It's that simple. So for uh, you're not going to see me say, thank you. You're going to see me say, you did the ethical thing. All right. All right, let's continue. Eric C. Mike C. Texas. Eric Hayes. Don't forget, Melinda Gates and Microsoft has given given huge to charity. Yes, they have. But again, it's money they didn't earn. It is money that a capitalist system designed for the few to take advantage of the many afforded them to have. I know it's hard to understand when you are indoctrinated into our economic system. But trust me, it's okay. Maywood says, I'm stop reposting Michael's stuff. I keep getting booted out. <laughs> All right, BDGMCP says, tribunal, LOL, Daniel kills me. Well, you know, Daniel had a tribunal, getting ready to set up tribunals, man, but I guess they didn't get a big enough win for the tribunals yet, so they have to wait till they get a bigger win for tribunals, man. All right, let's see what else we got here. Michael Cisak, I'm tired of billionaires paying effectively lower tax rates than me. Then they should have to put marginal tax rates of 90%. Reminder, top marginal tax rates are only on income above $10 million. Again, people, I get, you know, it gets to me that people look at somebody who has a billion dollars and somehow think they earned it, you know, as opposed to them getting that money on somebody else's back. Come on, folks. I, I have some more pride in yourself. Let's have pride in ourselves. None of those billionaires earned that billion or those billions. None of them did. 
Bridge MCP says, Michael Rodden, Michael Sisak, I'm tired of billionaires paying effective tax law. Oh, I read that already. All right. Conservatives love to harp on the 1950s, not realizing that made the 1950s so great. What made the 1950s so great for the middle class were the high top marginal rates. Exactamente, señor. All right. Peggy Lopez is in the house. She says, uh, let's see what she says. Dems are not necessarily the good guys. They are mostly in favor of democracy. So democracy won the states effective electing the Dems to protect democracy. I agree with you. Um, I agree with you. And, and you, you actually hear me say that all the time. So, all right. What else we got here? The Nazi here to stay 1488 account shows up as verified be notable government news or another it's funnier isn't it well folks uh they're going to start charging you know i i actually did all the work to get my blue mark right identified myself made sure that i was a that i was an information provider make sure my information was real and i got my blue mark now the capitalist Elon Musk says, you got to pay $8 for your mark, and anybody can get a mark. So if you're a thug, if you just get bad information, doesn't matter. You can buy your blue mark. That is what we get with this type of economic system. All right, Michael Rodney uh, uh, says, as it comes to billionaires, wealth tax might be the way to go. Of course, wealth tax is the way to go. Absolutely so. Mike Cizak says, yes, they did, Egberto, as they made just a fraction of the trillions their companies contributed to the economy. Again, they didn't make it. The people who worked and did the work, the intellect of those who created the products should at least be sharing in all those things that were put out there. Not one person, not just a few shareholders, they're not the ones that are the sweat and tears to do these things. You see, we have a contract economy. I contract you as an employee. In other words, I virtually enslave you to do X number of work. No matter the profit, it goes to me. Come on, folks, wake up. Anyhow... Uh, yesterday, I did a little stint with uh, my buddy from um, uh, from Indivisible Houston. Let me play that piece where we analyze the election, and then we'll go ahead and finish the program after that. So here is Daniel Cohen, my good friend and president of the... Oh, wow. I tell you what, I'll do it at the end of the program today, but here we go. All right, let's go ahead and get Daniel in. Daniel, come on in, sir. Hello, how are you, Alberto? Great, folks. Let me just uh, let me introduce you. Daniel is the uh, president of uh, Indivisible Houston, and he covers a lot of the local elections and much more. Daniel, give me your breakdown, your thoughts. Let's start with Harris County. What are your thoughts on Harris County? I think Harris County has, so look, the Republican Party put together, uh, you know, they, they came very, very hard uh, for different seats. And I'm going to give you 
you know, I'll, I'll, I'll talk about a little bit of some of the areas where they actually broke through to start. Remember, there, there are five judicial seats where it seems like they're going to break through. Right. Uh, you know, and, and so there is that some of those efforts worked. Um, but there, where they tried hardest of all of their different efforts was at the county judge level. Right. Um, Alex Beeler spent millions upon millions of dollars that was handed to her by everyone from local developers, uh, you know, like weekly homes, five million bucks put into her back pocket, huge money spent by dark money packs that have popped up overnight, and West Texas uh, uh, billionaires who believe in a dominionist version of Christianity that is essentially a, a fascist ideology, they all tucked money into her pocket, um, you know, not to mention everyone from, from Ted Cruz to all the local Republicans and everybody else putting their thumb on the scale, and they still couldn't do it. I'm not sure Ted Cruz helped her out, as we all saw the, you know, at the Astros parade, he's not the most popular guy in town. Um, <laughs> that can't but, fly but one way or another, I, I mean, I mean the, the, at the end of the day, that was not enough. And the Hidalgo campaign was uh, successful because of a lot of the, the hard work that has been put in here in Harris County over the years and because of all the hard work that has, been, that has gone into uh, this cycle. i got to give a, a shout-out to a couple of people on that. Um, Diana, if, if you're listening, uh, you know, she, you, you're, you're a hero. Um, Very much so. races the last last couple of years and or last couple of cycle cycles and you kept up the fight and it's the people down at the Cornyn protest and the people who have been block walking uh, and and cl- the clubs in action pack and groups like that uh, that it did a lot of a lot of the hard work that built up that firewall to make sure those that that 15,000 vote margin showed up today so I, I want I to stop you right there Daniel I want to uh-huh. stop you right there for one specific reason because I that that call out that you made is so important because we have to keep the those people who are supporting candidates that support the people engage. And you're correct. Diana wrote a hell of a piece. In fact, I carried it and interviewed her for, for the piece as well. And uh, many others working. I, I, we did something with the uh, clubs in action just last week that we posted and made sure a whole lot of people saw that there were, I mean, uh, I want all these politicians to know the ones who got elected, right. Uh, to remember, I want them to remember how they got there and, and, and to serve the people. These activists are the ones who did it. They are the ones who engage people. In other words, activism and floor, activism and groundwork will beat bill, millions of dollars any day. And the work that you do and many others in this county and throughout this country do are the ones who win elections for you. Continue, please. I just wanted to reiterate that, Daniel. Oh no! I, th- I, pre- I I think you're absolutely right. I think you're looking at look for the first time in history. You're looking at a four-one commissioner's court. I think there it was it was a major discussion discussion point this cycle, and it has been recently about underrepresentation of the Latino community in Harris County. And now you look at commissioner's court; it's three out of five members of the court right. um, are you know are, are, are Latino. So it's it's um, I think that this has been a, a seismic shift uh, since 2018 in what the and, and really since 2016 in many respects and even a little bit before that right. let's say over the last decade or so uh, we've seen a seismic shift in what's going on in Harris County uh, we've seen massive movement on the ground and it's going to have to continue um, because one these folks are not going to just you know take their money and go home they're going to keep trying to buy our county exactly and two 
um, a 4-1 Democratic Commissioner's Court doesn't mean that it's a lock for all the policies that you want. you got to advocate, right? I want to talk to you about that because um, that is something that, that has to be watched. In other words, a lot of people think, oh, all the folks that um, we got into power, now we know that the people that we serve, which is all the people, that it, they're going to do what needs to be done. Of course, we know better. Tell us a little bit about that. What, what do we have to watch out for? Well, so Judge Hidalgo has passed a, a truly um, revolutionary, progressive agenda in a positive way over the last few years. We now have universal pre-K in Harris County uh, and full-throated support for um, for the Harris County Department of Education. We've seen improvements on the long, along the lines of, of health services that have been offered, and we've seen, um, you know, she, she, she had to, to, beat, to fend off this extreme position and, and just, just outright lying propaganda campaign from the, uh, you know, from, from the bail bond industry and, um, you know, re- Republicans who are trying to buy our seats. It was just a very cynical campaign that was chock full of lies that were so brilliantly dispelled on some of your recent show, shows regarding bail reform. That, that bail reform, you know, the bail reform, the county bail reform, misdemeanor bail reform that was implemented was nothing short of, uh, uh, you know, uh, it was, it was, it was a pot, it was a huge, huge change that gave so many people their rights back. And, um, the bail bond industry didn't like it and ran a campaign based on lies surrounding it for this entire cycle. So that they could pad their pockets. So that, and, and there's so many other things we could talk to, talk about. But what I'm getting at is, these changes wouldn't have happened if we hadn't seen the court change in 2018. And these changes are not guaranteed in the next court because when you have a four-one majority, um, it changes the dynamics. You no longer have a, a thin majority of three people who have to stick together. You have some ideological discrepancies within the majority on the court. So we might even argue that you need people even more so now to call the commissioners, to call the county judge, to show up to commissioner's court, to advocate, write editorials, drop letters to the editor, to protest, do whatever it is, and whatever it is that it takes to make sure that we see um, the fruits of all of the labor of activists, that we continue to see the expansion of health care programs in Harris County, that we continue to see reform so that we don't have an, a jail that is a, an eyesore, a black eye on us, a moral black eye on us as a county that's, that's nationally and sometimes even internationally pointed to as an enormous problem. Um, you know, that, that's, that's going to take advocacy because if we don't advocate, people will settle back into their roles and vendors will begin to knock at the door again. The judge has turned down vendor money, that's for sure. But what about the rest of the commissioners? I mean, there, there's, there's a lot more work that needs to be done to make sure to hold these people accountable to what they said on their website, but also to move them from the positions that they have that are not aligned with the people who did all that work to make sure that they got into office. So, yeah, in a lot of ways, I mean, the, the work, I won't say the work starts now because it started before, but it sure needs to continue. I am glad you said that the work starts now. You know, it's an important thing that you just said there. We have to hold all of them accountable because uh, when, you know, folks might look and say, oh, we have a 4-1 court that somehow is more progressive and will do more progressive things. At the same time, we have to watch absolutely all of them to ensure that that is exactly what 
what happens. And knowing that the activists who put them, well, the activists that who actually got them there will continue to be have watchful eyes are important. And I think what you're saying there is so, I mean, what, what you said there with respect to, we don't know that they're going to follow what they claim they're going to follow on their websites, etc., is extremely uh, important, Daniel. Now, let's go ahead and uh, expand a little bit further now. Let's go to the state. We're talking to the county level. Now, let's look at the state. Talk to me about uh, what was Beto's problem, what was Collier's problem, what was Garcia's problem? Uh, well, you know, well, look, let me let me just preface this by saying we need some time here, you know, to really figure out what ha- what happened and what, because even if we had all the data in front of us immediately, yes. we'd still need to take the time to read it, and then you need time to think on it and meditate and digest. And you got to look at that in context of anything that happens over the next few months, because the story can change, right? right. What people feel, felt yesterday might be different in a month or two. So, we, so I just want to preface it with that, because I see a lot of pundits out there that I think I think there's a whole cottage industry dedicated to folks who are they have to speak more confidently than they actually have any right to be. And I don't want to fall into that. So the morning after election, I always try to temper that a little bit. But what I will say is a couple of things that I think I think these are clear. Mm-hmm. One is people should regard. Look, maybe maybe your ideology is a little different than Beto, whatever it is. But if you wanted to see pushback against a far right extremist, election-denying, anti-democratic, Republican push in the state of Texas, then you owe Beto a thank you. Because he barnstormed the valley, he barnstormed the cities, and he definitely added to the margins in, in large counties, and he definitely added to the margins in the valley where there were three seats that were up for grabs. I mean, I, I've, you know, I've talked to you before about it. I'm not shy about it. I don't really think very much of Henry Cuellar. Right. But nevertheless, if you want to, if, if, if you had any interest in how some of these races turned out, you owe it a little bit. I mean, you got to owe the credit. You got to give it to Beto O'Rourke that he went down there and did that. He fought an uphill fight. We're a state that we've 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 very commonly said that Texas is a non-voting state, not a red state. I do think that we need to to calibrate our our statement on that a little bit to be a little bit more nuanced because it seems to give people the impression that if we just brought people out that we would flip it. But every vote is a persuasion vote. Exactly. Um, you know, my friend Nisha, my friend Nisha says that we need to be persuading people all the time. We shouldn't assume how people vote one way or another, but we should give them the benefit of the doubt that if we get to have a conversation about their values, about what they think, about what the truth is, that we'll be able to persuade them. But we have to persuade them. We have to have that conversation, and we have to inform them. Let me tell you, Daniel, I respect everything that uh, Beto O'Rourke did, and I am not one of those that are going to be there, hidden Beto or hidden hidden Collier or hidden Garcia or any. I am very happy that these guys went out there and opened up 254 counties in Texas. They may not have been successful in winning themselves, but they sure as hell opened the door for a lot. I spoke to some folks in, in Cleveland and other places where, I mean, Cleveland, Texas, where uh, they, 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 his, his, just him going out there and making folks know I am there. Now, there are other things that need to be done and it's not for, for Beto to do it, or but it's for the grassroots to do it. All those rural areas that won't get their hospitals back because uh, Greg Abbott is not going to sign on to the Medicaid expansion to the Affordable Care Act. They needed, we needed to have a, a, a grassroots 
grassroots culture in those areas, letting folks know that your hospital closed because they refused to accept the money. We needed to do that grassroots work and, and it's a learning experience and we'll do it. And on, on the internet, I want to welcome Dilbert Doe and Hijack Sarafani, as well as Bronx, New York, Nolan Dearborn, Sophia Williams, Joan Mara. Thank you for watching us here on, on the internet. But Daniel, um, give me a closer. I need to go to Baba Chakwe. Yeah, sure. I mean, everybody keep up the fight. If you don't know how, you can always reach out to Indivisible Houston. That's Indivisible, like One Nation, Indivisible Houston, like this wonderful city that we live in, .org, IndivisibleHouston.org. And let's get in touch. Um, remember to keep pushing. Remember to keep fighting for sure. Uh, and, and, you know, changes here. We talked about it after 2020. We're not, the, the fascists are not going to take the country. They're not taking the county. Um, but we've got to materialize that. We've got to make that happen. Um, but I'll be, you know, I'm going to be danged if that's going to happen. And I think there are a lot of people out there who believe that too. And if you're one of those people, I mean, it, it doesn't matter how long you've been engaged in politics or if you know what it's like or what's going on in it, there is something that you can do. So I would just say everybody keep pushing, but continue to, and if you haven't been engaged before, there's still room for you. Welcome to democracy. I appreciate you. And thanks for being a member of the free and independent press, Egberto. Thank you so kindly, Daniel. And you keep up the great work. You're respected out here, brother. All right. I hope you guys enjoyed that. It's kind of, it ran a little bit later than I expected. Anyhow, folks, uh, please support the program. Uh, let me go ahead and pull something up real quick. I not, I'm not going to play the thing. Uh, let's see. Let's see. Uh, go ahead and ask you guys to support the program. How do you support the program? Just go ahead and visit us at PayPal, politicsandright.com slash PayPal, politicsandright.com slash PayPal. Likewise, you can go Patreon at uh, p uh, rather politicsandright.com slash Patreon to support us at Patreon. That is P-A-T-R-E-O-N. Alternatively, you can just click that join button at YouTube to support us on YouTube. Please consider doing that. We ask you so kindly. Uh, you, if you don't have that join button, just go to politicsandright.com slash YouTube. Shop at our store, get our t-shirts or hats, all that good stuff at politicsandright.com slash store and don't forget to please get our books politicsandright.com slash books folks my name is Egberto Willies this is Politics and Right thank you all that are out here if I forgot to call your name out you know I love you my name is Egberto Willies this is Politics and Right and you guys know how I end this baby I am what out we spend a lot of time deconstructing the news, trying to trying to parse it into a form that everybody can understand. We try to find those little nitpicks where uh, it goes, it flies above the fray, etc. If you really like these videos that we do, I want to ask a big favor. Please go ahead, number one, subscribe to our channel, and number two, please join if you can. Thank you so kindly for watching. Keep watching. Please remember to share. We must populate the entire internet with our progressive message, a message that we know is what most Americans say that they want. So help us please join.